Hello and welcome to What's On Your Face, a podcast about beauty, pop culture, and all fun things on the internet. I'm Shade. And I'm MJ. Welcome. Hi, Shade. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm a bit... I've been really deep into this astro world news, not to like jump in and start the pod like this, but I've I'm I'm really affected by what's happening with Astro World and I'm on TikTok and I'm on, you know, the New York Times articles and the cut and I just can't stop reading and watching content about it. It's it's just so heartbreaking. Yeah, it is um I mean, it's tough because I feel like he's going to get a lot of heat for it. And Wait, should we tell our listeners like the, the rundown in case they don't yeah, know? Yeah, in case people don't know. So uh, Astro World is a concert. It's a three-day event that is that was happening in Texas and Houston, uh, which is which is where Travis Scott is from. Um, and pretty much what happened with this is that he encourages a lot of his fans who are pretty much like young suburban teenagers, white suburban teenagers to storm the area, um, you know, come in, get in there first. And which they did. The kids were seen knocking down gates, knocking down barriers. He encourages people to mosh, which they do. And pretty much on day one of this event, he was performing. Um, The crowd were moshing and pushing up against things. And there was a lot of trampling happened. There's also, with most concerts, a lot of drug use. And uh, at the end of, you know, his set, eight people were dead and hundreds were injured. There are reports of people, uh, what's the word that I, I, I heard that, like there was people with syringes injecting people with drugs. I heard that might not be true. Like I heard that was a made up story. The, I, I'm also on TikTok, like looking for the conspiracy theories. <laughs> I watched a, I watched like a police officer. Yeah, I saw that. I watched a police officer say that. So I'm, I'm going with, I mean, there's like obviously a lot of kids that are like, oh my God, and my friend and nobody helped. Like, which I, I think those are all valid points. And I like, you know, you want to hear people's truths and their stories. But when I listen to the police officer say that there was a security guard, security officer there who had randomly fainted. And when they kind of checked him out, they noticed that there was like a needle mark in his neck yeah. um, that, you know, there was possible, there was a possibility that there was people, you know, drugging people there, which I mean, at concerts. I heard that was possibly seated in to kind of shift the focus and narrative from the bigger uh, problem, which was the event and the people who ran the event and the security and the health workers that they put in place. Um, it's obviously a conspiracy theory on TikTok. There's also weird conspiracy theories about how Travis Scott is in a satanic cult that yeah. I'm sure is not true, but I enjoy. Um, <laughs> but it's it's just like, it's... It's getting spun so out of control on on TikTok, and it's just the most tragic thing because you've been in concerts, like yeah. we've all been in, you know. And the scariest situation is when a group of dudes are like fighting or yeah. being really physical. Like that scares me, and yeah. I just want to get out of there. Yeah, that definitely. I mean, that definitely happens at concerts. I remember I was at Coachella, like I don't know how many years ago. And I went with my girlfriend who we booked our flight and tickets before she found out she was pregnant with her first daughter. 
But when we got there, you know, there was just like people were smoking weed and she was just like, oh God, like I, like I have to go like, and it was just kind of sucked because like, you know, I'm obviously was not pregnant. And I was like, yeah, Coachella. And then she was just like, oh, I have to go. Like anytime people would get like a bit aggressive or a bit like, you know, feeling the song, you know, when I, I think it was Marshmallow was performing and people were just like, na, 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 na. and she was just like, oh my God, like people are getting I a bit intense. I would have not gone. I, I'd be like, girlfriend, you need to stay home and not be a Debbie Downer on my Coachella experience. <laughs> no, I wanted her to, I wanted her to be there. And honestly, we ended up having a really fun time and Coachella is now but like. Not as fun as you could have had if she wasn't there <laughs> no we had fun it was a good time but she definitely like I was quite cautious of her and would we have probably raged much harder yes but I mean I think when you kind of realize at that point like if it was just us and there was a bunch of guys fighting we would have just been like ah whatever it's a bunch of guys fighting but when you realize how precious life is i.e you're creating a life then you're like oh shit like we should probably be yeah. a bit more careful but you should kind of be thinking that way all the time you just no, don't 100%. and when you're a kid like I heard that there was like 10 year olds who were there who got hurt and I'm all I'm thinking to myself as I look at my two and a half almost three-year-old daughters I'm just like why the hell are you 10 and at a Travis uh, at Travis Scott's concert like I remember I know, being that age and wanting to go see Puff Daddy and my mom was like absolutely not no she was like let me listen to it and I let her listen to the CD and she was like no like, why are you letting a 10-year-old, like, Travis Scott, his stuff is just, like, my bitches, like, you know, I put my dick in it, all that, like, it's all, it's super vulgar. You have, like, 10-year-olds at that concert? Like, I'm sorry, no, I don't mean intense. to sound like that parent, but. Yeah, a little bit, you're being, like, the judgy parent, but no, it's, <laughs> it's true. Like, my worst fear in any, especially at concerts or festivals, is I always need an exit plan. And I would never mm. put myself in a position where there is no clear exit plan. And ever since I was like 21, 22, this has been my MO going to events, like must have exit plan. Like this is why I haven't been to Burning Man. Like if there was a way for me to helicopter into Burning Man and helicopter out, oh, okay, well, and plus showers and clean facilities, like... <laughs> okay, let's discuss our it's, it's 2022 like, Burning Man plans it's after like this. Fifteen twenty thousand dollars, but I know yeah. for I know for a baseline at ten, driving in and driving out at a baseline of ten thousand dollars, you can have a lot of like luxuries uh, okay, at Burning Man. But for like for ho helicopters, this. you're looking at like twenty thirty grand to like for somebody to just really take care of you. But yeah, I, worth it. Like you for you to it? be like, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm done with Burning Man. I'm done with all this dust and like naked weird people shaking everywhere. You know, I feel like that would be priceless. <laughs> okay, Sade. Burning Man. What is okay. on? What is on your face? What's on my face, my love, is retinols. 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 Which one? Right now, I have Sunday Riley's A plus. But I kind of cycle through Sunday Riley's A plus, Dr. Dennis Gross's, uh, Ferulic, uh, Retinol, and then also I filtered in Drunk Elephant's Retinol. I also use uh, oh that one's super strong. Yeah, a Drunk Elephant. Yeah, um, I also use Glow Recipes Retinol. retinol. Really? Okay, so I had a question about mm. this. Is like because I use. I just started with retinol and I use it consistently. Like I don't mix any other retinol, but I found in the back of my stash, the allies of skin retinol. Ooh, so so it's like, can you, yeah, it's good, right? So can you mix re different retinol brands and like substitute it? Like, 
if my routine is every other day I use a retinol, mm-hmm. does it matter which brand I use or should I be consistent or is it okay to mix? Like, Ooh. what's the rule? Ooh, girl, I don't know what the rule is on that, but I know I'm mixing on a regular. And the fact that you're asking that question now worries me because I'm, I'm like, you know, but sir, your skin mix is a great. lot. I, but yeah, but I mix, I mix my retinols. Like I, I'm not um, consistent. If I, you know, if I have a call, an early call on zoom, uh, I'll use a plus or passione. Cause those are my two strong girls. Mm-hmm. But if, it, cause I want to like look as fresh as I can for the call the next day, obviously with SPF on. Um, but like, you know, if it's just chill, whatever, I'll just use, you know, glow recipe. Cause there's like, it's encapsulated, which means that the retinol releases slowly into your skin, as opposed to like, some of the other girls who are just punching you right in the face with all that vitamin A. Is uh, that the avocado one? That's the avocado, uh, yeah, retinol, which the avocado, which it makes sense why they've done it. Cause avocado, because retinol is scary for a lot of people, which it shouldn't be. But then when you add the avocado piece, which kind of gives you a lot of like calming properties in it for your skin. And then there's a bit of ceramides in there as well. It, makes it a much more calming, pleasant experience. And so people aren't as scared of it and it doesn't seem as serious, but I mean, and it's encapsulated, which means that it releases slowly as opposed to just like going straight in there. Cool. So yeah, I'm like always wearing retinols as well as SPF. Uh, MJ, what is on your face? I have um, a few stress pimples still. So I'm using the CosRx uh, acne pimple pads, mm. but there are two kinds and one is superior over the other. There's one kind that's just like a, a full circle. The other one is more of like an oval shape and the oval shape is so much better. It like doesn't have a glare on the top of the patch. So you don't look shiny and it kind of like Ooh. mixes in with your skin. It's like camouflaged and it like really heals my pimples and I always have them on on stash. So wait, do you feel like when you're using these like pimple pads that it's like better than just popping that bad boy? Like Okay. I have a theory. Okay, so there's like the Korean way of treating pimples and there's like the Western way of treating pimples. And okay. in, in America, you you like slap it with some AHA, BHA, yes. you know, salicylic acid. You dry the shit out Burn of it with bitch. like canolin clay or whatever, <laughs> which never really worked for me. You know, like it just dried out my skin and then the skin around my pimple would start peeling when my skin start peeling. So I feel like the Korean way works for me where it's like you nourish it. Mm. you like cuddle it like a baby and you like put lots of gloop and occlusives on it and it kind of like heals it so it's kind of like putting neosporin on a cut sounds like the first way is like aggressive parenting and then you're just doing you're doing gentle parenting (laughs) the first way is like aggressive yelling and the gentle and the second way let's talk about this hey so you seem like you're angry your feelings are valid oh my gosh I can't (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even going to get into it, but I'm on a gentle parenting journey. And it's like very interesting, by the way. It's like, it's, it's so foreign to my childhood, but I'm trying oh, yeah. it. I'm trying uh, it. I try it, but I can't say it like without cracking up. Cause I'm like, this shit is ridiculous. I'm going to send you, I think it's called <laughs> 360 parenting. It's on TikTok. I'm going to send okay. you their page and it's, it's 
fucking good. And it really shows you what you look like to a small child when you like, even like simple things, like I taught you better than that. I didn't raise you to do that. And then as opposed to just being like, Hey, I think you're a little confused. Yeah. Let's like, let me get down on your level. Let me get on your let's le- talk about it. It's fucking genius, but it's also like comical because I feel like to like, like my mom or like, you know, like old school parents are just like, the fuck am I talking to you for? Like, I told you to put it down <laughs> and I meant it. <laughs> so it's like, it's cool. But what you're saying with your pimples is that your gentle parenting, yes. <laughs> the Koreans are gentle parenting their pimples as Correct. opposed to just being like, AHA, shut up sit down. And then in the real world, it's flipped because the Asian way of parenting is probably the more aggressive way. (laughs) And the Western way is the gentle way. So there you go. Anytime I think of Asian parenting, I always think of the flip flop just immediately in the hand, like, (laughs) I'm here. If you have anything to say with this flip flop or like the belt once or the, I mean, me and the belt, you know, we used to kick it. It was a different time. It was a different time. Different time. So I have a quick question for Mm -hmm. you. It's a bit random. Have you heard of Diva Cups? This is the cup that you insert (laughs) into your bajajay to catch your period juices. Yes. Is that correct? No, I have not because I think it's fucking disgusting. Oh, no. And scary. You set me up. You set me up. <laughs> look, Did you try it? I tried it because. Oh my God. Look, with my gentle parenting journey, I'm also on a journey to try to be more like eco friendly. And, you know, when you are doing, yeah. uh, when you, you know, the tampons and whether or not you use Kotex or you use whatever I use OB. So there's no applicator. So you're like, not like putting extra plastic out into the world. Me too. Or you have like the pads, which I mean, you got to throw that away. So it's also not super like in diaper. It's like a fucking diaper. Um, so I was just like, you know, I have a few girlfriends who was just like, who are like all about diva cups and I have like a few girlfriends who were like super like eco warriors. Like my girlfriend Liv, she's like mm-hmm. about that life. My girlfriend Yvonne also like about that life. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna fucking try this diva cup. Wow, it is <laughs> it is a lot. It's a lot. How messy is it? Um, it's not awesome. I'm gonna be honest with you. You're like folding this like round cup into like almost like a, like a, like a, like a no. sad face or like a smiley face, depending <laughs> on how you're looking at it. And then you're just shoving it into your, nope. like, and then you're just trying to like open it. Nope. So it's just, and I, I got it like, so I did it for like an hour and I went for a walk, right? I went to go, actually, I went to go drop off my daughter at school. So I walked uh, to take her to school. And then when I, I came home <laughs> and I was like, okay, like I don't, and I, to be fair, I didn't feel anything. And I was like, this is pretty I was like, oh my God, I might be onto something. And it looked like you murdered someone in your crotch. Pretty much. <laughs> and so then I like, I pulled it out and it really, it caught everything. And I was like, this is awesome. This is You didn't so have cool. any leakage. No leakage. And you didn't have any blood Nothing. on your fingers. I, I mean, it's a murder scene, but I had, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And so obviously constantly like scrubbing, washing my hands throughout this process, um, so then I was like, okay, cool, great. Let me put it back in. And then I put it back in and then I went to go sit and to get some work done. 
And then the sitting thing, it's just not like, and then it just wasn't working. And then I took it out and I was like, it's not working. Then I tried it again and then it wasn't working. So I'm just not sure if maybe I'm just doing it wrong. Um, but I or know it's time to give it up. It might be time to get, I know and you're wait like against for it. technology to get better. So we don't have to deal with this bullshit. And we just don't have to it's have like periods. Elon Musk has made an electric car like the Tessie, which I want, but we're still shoving like silicon cups in our vagina or like trying to solve big that chunks so. of cotton into our like but i feel like elon musk i don't know if i would trust him i mean we all saw that video with him with the car the unbreakable window i love that video so good <laughs> so good beauty news so we have some actually really good little snippets that we've kind of seen recently um, I saw this really cool article in Birdie about a skincare brand that has been created pretty much for women of, uh, for women of color. They basically surveyed 7,000 women, um, to have a conversation with them about, you know, what they want in their skincare, what they want to see in their skincare. And from that, they created a brand called Glory. Um, pretty much. What does it look like? It's a cute packaging. It's like a, like, it's very similar to, I know this might, I hope it doesn't sound shady, but it's very similar to Hyper. It comes in like a, kind of like a light pink, uh, light pink orangey um, little bottle. It's a, looks like it's an airless pump. It says glory and like gold cool lettering on it. Um, and then it says own your tone. Uh, they have a few patented um, ingredients. The active ingredients in there are transemic acid, which you'll kind of hear a lot more about that lactic acid, white mulberry and green tea extracts. The product is $62. It is cruelty-free, fragrance-free, non-comedogenic, and made without parabens, silicones, and sulfates. Um, and it's which is like table stakes table at stakes, this point. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't... I'm not really excited about this, but what about it is really exciting for you? I think that you're getting like... I think the conversation around inclusivity is happening a lot for in, in makeup um, within like shades. So everybody's launching like it's almost like table stakes to have 40 shades. You gotta even if you don't have it in the store on your DTC, you need to have 40, maybe even 50. Right. So I think now you're having the conversation around inclusion and diversity within skincare. And I think we talked about this on an episode a few episodes back about the fact that a lot of women of color don't know, you know, why they should use retinol or they don't know, you know, what certain like eczema looks like on their skin or they don't know like what these things look like. So it's really important to have, you know, a point of view on skincare for darker skinned women. And the other thing that I found extremely interesting was the fact that they surveyed 7,000 women. So I think what's as a as a person who meets with brands all the time and listens to brands tell me about all the R&D they're doing. There's so many brands that put up in their in their advertisement saying um, we, you know, at we surveyed, you know, a lot of women and 50% saw, you know, reduced wrinkles and 80% felt like their skin was plumper and fuller. And sometimes they'll even spice it up and say, we did global research or we, and what that for some brands, not all, but some can literally mean that they are in an office with 50 people and like four of them are like Asian, black and Mexican. And they're like, you three come here. 
And then every, and then it's everybody else in the office. And then they can be like, we surveyed and everybody said, you know, we, we had a global survey or, you know, everybody said this and it's really the people who work there or it's their friends. Um, you, I poke holes a lot in, in, in stories when I'm, you know, having conversations with brands and it's not a nice thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. So if I have a brand that's like, we surveyed 2000 people in Asia, um, I, we, we work in Singapore. I'm in South, I'm in Southeast Asia. I then say, okay, that's great. 2000 people in Asia. Is this in China? Or is this in Southeast Asia? And then they mm. look at me with like this, you fucking bitch look, because they know <laughs> that they know that nine out of 10, it's China. And then I'm like, really great. I'm glad, you know, China's super awesome. But the consumer in Southeast Asia is not only from China. She is, you know, ethnically Indian. She is Malay. She is, you know, Thai. She's Indonesian. Her skin is different. Her environment is different. Uh, so you need to have a bigger pool. And when you interview or you meet 7,000 women, that's huge. 7,000 women technically is Fenty. Fenty's 40 shades. It's Fenty shades, 40 Fenty shade ranges 175 times. Yeah. I feel like this is a trend that I'm seeing recently where you have like ethnically specific made beauty lines like there's one mm-hmm. for latina women mm-hmm. you know and then now there's of course ones for korea but you're right southeast asia is a really ignored market just because it's proximity to china and of course you know china is where everyone wants to go that's mm-hmm. where the money is where the people are but that means you know there's this huge gap in southeast asia because there's nobody really catering to those demographics and those skin types in countries so that's absolutely right and i hope more brands come out me too and cater them I think I, and I think they will too. And I think what's great is that these brands that are for women of color have always existed. I think what's different now is that Sephora is pushing them more. Alta is pushing them more. They're getting a bit more, you know, share of voice. So uh, this brand glory is in Sephora accelerates. Um, and you know, they, they're on their DTC, their product are available on their DTC. And I, I reckon after they're done with Sephora accelerates, their product packaging will change a bit. They'll upgrade, Um, The packaging is cute. It is. But, you know, Sephora accelerates. They always they're like, you're great. You can be better, which is, I mean, what people want. Right. You want like honest, true opinions. So very exciting about about glory. Yes. And now shall we go to our special segment that is kind of something that we don't usually do, but we feel like, you know, people want to know and I want to talk about it. So (laughs) it is about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and specifically Erica Girardi. Erica Girardi is connected to beauty. You know, she's done the Too Faced collabs. Um, There's a rumor that she invested in Rinna Beauty, but that is, you know, unsubstantiated. (laughs) Um, (laughs) For the people who don't know, Erica Jane slash Girardi, she's a performer and Real Housewives. She is married to Tom Girardi, a world famous class action lawyer. So if you've seen, have you seen the movie Aaron Brockovich? Yes. So he, that lawyer is, is him. Oh, shit. I love Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich made me want to be a lawyer when I was a kid. Like I loved Aaron Brockovich. Wouldn't you say you've got two, two left feet and ugly fucking shoes. I fucking love (laughs) Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. So he, he, it was based on his story. So, so he's a cool. renowned lawyer, oh, wow. but 
he's now in the shits because he's been accused of misappropriating from his clients. Basically, his clients are like big class action lawsuits, um, like the Lion Air jet crash or the airplane crash. You know, he's taken on companies like... um, groundwater pollution, uh, pharma giants against manufacturers. So he's like the little man fighting for the people. Um, Wow. But now he and his firm, Girardi Keese, are now bankrupt because he's been stealing money. They say it's a Ponzi (gasps) scheme. It's this horrible, horrible situation where basically he'll win these lawsuits And instead of paying out his clients who are victims, you know, orphans, widows, burn victims, he will say, here, I'll give you a little bit of the money today. I'll give you a little bit tomorrow, but the rest of it, you know, maybe I'll invest it. I'll keep it for you. Like really shady, shady shit. Um, And they say that this has been going on for 30 years, you know, charges of, but it's been swept under the rug. Right. And they say that this all came came crumbling down because when the pandemic happened, there weren't any trials. So he didn't have the flow of settlements to keep his scheme going. Wait, so this guy, you win your class action suit. And then he says, instead of giving you all your money, he says, here's a little bit, here's a little bit. Yeah. Cause you could win like, you know, $11 million. Give me my so 11 was- million. No. And he's like, well, you know, the federal judge says he can't give it to you all at once. You're still 18. So, you know, like I'll keep it for you because oh you trust gosh. me, you know, like very snaky shit. Like there was this documentary on TV called um, The Hustler and the Housewife. And that was um, really heartbreaking, but it huh. just paints him in a terrible light, terrible light. So how is this connected to Erica Girardi? He has allegedly given her her company, EJ Global, $25 million for professional and personal expenses. So they have someone so they had someone look into this and she spent, you know, some charges that she spent on was a hair and makeup artist for eight hundred and sixty thousand. Whoa. One point three million on marketing and promos for her uh, singing career. So she's like a pop star. I feel like she does like gay anthems. She does. You know, yeah. She has a song called It's Expensive to Be Me, which yeah. is hilarious, which makes me think that she's innocent because she doesn't know. be so stupid. She, she, yeah, she clearly doesn't know. But a, a lot of people don't 100% know everything that their husband does. Like, true. a lot of people don't. It's not like, yeah. But I feel like, so my take on her is that she didn't know and she wasn't involved, but she's just being an asshole and getting bad advice and handling this because she's on Real Housewives and this whole season of Real Housewives is basically around her storyline of, you know, getting the news um, of the lawsuits, leaving Tom, and then basically going back on everything she said on the show of like, they're a loving couple. They spend so much time together. She looks up to him when actually it was a really broken marriage. So that's kind of like the storyline, but it's interesting to see, you know, like what she's wearing, what she's rolling up, like which car she's rolling up in. Because recently, I think the people handling the lawsuit have asked Bravo for all of the footages, like every single video, they can basically say, okay, so that necklace is $20,000. Those jeans were, you know, $2,000. And they're but basically she could have that rented. That could be, all that shit could be rented. Okay. I'm, 
I'm caught like the you people rent stuff people gift you things they're like can you wear this in your episode for me and like post about it or wear it when people give you those things they'll be like you know what in your next episode of Real Housewives when you're doing like the little confessionals where you're talking by yourself can you wear you know my necklace or can you wear my top yeah and then like we can then use the image of that you know on our social media like influencers do that shit that's fucking influencing she's a fucking influencer so that's stupid what they're doing but but the show also shows her on their multiple private jets it shows her giving them a tour of her house of her closet of she had this room where she would import artifacts from different like religious sites to create her own shrine like she Mm. showed them everything mate i call like if, if she has a lawyer and i'm sure she does her, all her lawyer has to do is basically be like, all the stuff that she has has been gifted. Uh, the jet that she is pulling up in, that is a friend's jet. Or, you know, we, we gifted her, you know, uh, that the jet for a certain amount of hours so that she can get around. And then we could use footage of that to bill other suckers to pay the actual full price for the jet. I just feel like uh, I have a lot. Do you have a side business in advising? Um, <laughs> but it's, 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 I think anybody who's listening to this, who is like an influencer of any kind will look at this and think to themselves, I have influencer friends who are like, yeah, I have this company who said, I want to give you a Christmas tree and like f- fully deck out your house in Christmas shit, just for you to take pictures and put it on your TikTok and put it on your social. Like, People gift you things like the new ad money is not in a magazine or a newspaper. It's in giving shit to influencers and it's cheaper out of your bottom line because yeah, it's but at girlfriend wholesale. Is wearing, girlfriend is wearing Louis Vuitton. She's wearing Chanel. She She's wearing things that I don't think are gifted to Bravo celebrities. I think if you are a boutique and you own and you have and you have Chanel, it doesn't necessarily need to come from the Chanel store. It could come from a person who is a reseller of Chanel or a reseller. Look, babe, uh, Erica, let me be your lawyer because <laughs> I got holes for all this shit they're trying to put on you, girl. Because, I mean, <laughs> if I'm a boutique owner and I own a little boutique in L.A. and I sell vintage Chanel's and vintage LV's, I could say, oh, my gosh, Erica, you're in here all the time. We love you. Can you take some pictures, like, of yourself in our store and we can put it on our social media and then we'll give you these Chanel bags that we have. Okay, this is not a podcast about saving Erica Girardi because Erica Girardi will be fine. We DGAF. Okay, she's acting like I'm an sorry. asshole. I'm sorry. She, like she is the reason why there was a four-part reunion, and I had to waste four hours of my life watching every single minute of it. And oh, and also, do you know Dorit? Oh, love and Housewives? hate, but yes, love and hate. So. The day, the night of the reunion, um, during the reunion, Andy asks her, do you buy or rent your stuff? And she goes, buy, I buy everything, blah, blah, blah. And then that night she was robbed and held at gunpoint. (gasps) Robbers broke into her house. Her children were home, but they were not aware and the robbers did not go into their home. Her husband was in London for a wedding and (gasps) she was robbed at gunpoint and they took all of her clothes and handbags and jewelry oh that's i mean robberies happen all the time they especially sure on real housewives of beverly hills i mean know, they're Kyla flashing was it it's her second time being robbed um oh, but she people, should stop buying them and just start renting if she keeps getting robbed <laughs> she should do what erica's lawyers are going to say erica does 
Yes, Sade, the Real Housewives consultant over here. <laughs> Please pay me to do that for a living yeah. and I'll do it. Like, I don't know why I love Real Housewives so much, but I do. And there's so many people who do, but it's getting so good because they're crossing a threshold of like real crime drama. Like uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Jen Shaw. She is, she was committed to money laundering through like her sham telemarketing business. She was scamming old people for like tax prep services and web services. I think she's going to jail. Um, there was another one. I mean, she's not the first housewife to go to jail. Uh, Teresa Judice, I think is her name. Judici. Judici. Sorry. I almost called her Judice. My bad. Judici, her (laughs) and her husband. They both went to jail because they were out here stealing money, stealing. Yeah, wire fraud, bankruptcy fraud, hey, like scamming these, is money, baby. Is big these money. Housewives, these housewives. You got to keep up. You know, you got to have. You know, the newest back. And I'm sure they're having those conversations with their husband. They're like, "You're not making enough, Joe. I need to have the Louboutins from the store, and I'm not buying it vintage. I want all my <laughs> shit new because these bitches out here are watching me." I'm I'm just saying, like it's not it's it's expensive to be me. It's not easy exactly. in these streets. Exactly. I mean, good luck to her because she's just gotta have a great lawyer and I think she does, but I'm I'm interested to see how everything is gonna unfold. Hopefully she doesn't get robbed, but if she does, it's not like she bought it like Dorit did. So Exactly. But I mean she is like a beauty. She is very like heavy in the beauty industry. Like if I was a makeup artist, I would want to be I would want to like work for her because I'm sure you're getting to see a lot of things. You're getting to like, you know, people as your makeup artists are probably giving you stuff like they got her glam squad probably have like, you know, thousands of followers on social and are probably like, you know, yes, I am the makeup. I'm a celebrity makeup artist because she is a celebrity. A hundred percent. Good luck to her, man. I mean, shit. I mean, Andy Cohen (laughs) needs to just lock it up. Andy Cohen was... She, he was having such an Oprah moment during the reunion. Like he was asking her the hard questions. Like, did you know? Why didn't you do anything? You know, he was having his his moment. I'm sure he was. But I mean, Oprah is, I mean, she, she's Oprah. Were you silenced or silent? Were you silent <laughs> or silenced? I fucking love Oprah. I mean, good luck with all that money. She'll be fine. You're right. She'll be fine. She's super rich. Things we're obsessed with. Sade, what is your weekly obsession? My obsession is this really cool yoga mat that I just got from Sugar Mat. Um, pretty much it's like these beautiful, like designer luxury mats. And I'm like, really excited. As I said before, I'm like doing a lot of yoga, um, and sugar mat have like these really thick five millimeter mats that are great for my knees. Anytime I'm doing like any type of, um, yoga poses on my knees, they're perfect. And it's also nice for like when I'm doing like my bit of, you know, meditation, which I'm. I'm starting to do a bit more of to just try to be mindful and sane. So yeah, this mat that I, I just got is outstanding and I really love it. That's and, great. Yeah. Because I use two mats. Like I I bring my own top mat to put on the class's bottom mat. Oh really? Yes. Yeah, so my, my top mat, it's from 
I forget what it's from. I think it's called Life Form, but it's really thin. And so I've always been like, I can't just put that on the floor, but that's cool. I'm going to check out your five millimeter yoga mat. Yeah, it's from Sugar Mat. uh, They have a website and they like ship everywhere. So they're pretty good. So MJ, what is your obsession this week? Okay. I have an obsession, but I don't want you to get me shit for it because it's an actual obsession. It is the Flips flips chocolate covered pretzels the mini size because over halloween that is what i got and the children got none of it and i got all of it good for you power to the mom because it's delicious i feel like in in asia they haven't realized the whole sweet plus salty you know extravaganza like chocolate and salty pretzels amazing chicken plus waffles amazing you know mm, yeah that's true. they haven't caught on to that they and haven't. Um, peanut butter and jelly yes exactly i kind of am where you're at with that except i just take pretzels and just dip it in nutella <gasps> oh yeah. oh yeah what was your favorite halloween candy Ooh, besides the candy that we bought because we bought snicks and Reese's Pieces cups. Were you a blue lollipop girl? Because I feel like you give me blue lollipop girl vibes. What do you mean blue lollipop? Like you're the girl who ate the blue lollipop and her tongue was blue? Yes, either blue <laughs> or green. And speaking of that, my I really felt like we, we did it up with our Halloween costumes this year. We were Willy Wonka. Oh my God, yours were so good. Yeah, we were, my family, I make my family participate in Halloween against their will. But Saya actually loved it. And I played the Oompa Loompa song for her. Like I played it on YouTube and she got to see the little men run around. And we did the original Oompa Loompa, <laughs> not the one with Johnny Depp. And she was just like, and so now the she's like, with Johnny Depp. Oompa Loompa. She's like so <laughs> fucking excited. And like I put the wig on and she was like, yes, like normally she hates wigs, but she was into it. So she was an Oompa Loompa. I was uh, Violet, the little girl who ate, you know, and it's really fucked up what they did to her. Like she just yeah. wanted a piece of gum and it was experimental gum. And, you know, she was tasting like, you know, pie or no, she was tasting like roast beef and all kinds of mashed potatoes and shit. And then she tasted blueberry and then she turned into a giant blueberry. So I got this. It was giant- fucked up. But that movie <laughs> was a like a very important formative film of my childhood. I think about the grandparents like sleeping end to end a lot, like more than I should. In a sad way or a good way? I think not in a sad way, but like it just comes into my head a lot when I'm like sharing a couch or (laughs) I don't know. Like I'm just like, we're like the grandparents in Willy Wonka. Yeah. I mean, it's a great film. And Jeff, Jeff dressed as Willy Wonka. He like always, you know, shows up and does what I tell him to do. (laughs) Um, And then obviously Sai and I had a part two, which was I was... Uh, Tafiti and she was Moana. That was good. Yeah, so I enjoy a bit of Halloween. What'd your kids do? My daughter was, she she chose her outfit on the Amazon website and she was a Grim Reaper, really scary. I did her makeup and we got Charlie a Spider-Man outfit. So Charlie's three, Georgina's five. And he decided he couldn't wear the Spider-Man outfit because it was too scary. (laughs) And instead he wore this like flappy fringy rainbow bird cape with like a bird hat and he looked like elton john in one of his performances but it was good we enjoyed it oh he was spider-man did did it have a full face thing like that went over his face yeah but he wouldn't even put on the bodysuit he was having none of it he wanted to be the sparkly bird oh i love it this i love the spider-man costume i went to 
I went to the aquarium and I saw a guy wearing a Spider-Man costume. And then because Singapore is so strict, it was like a full costume that went over his face. And then at some point they came up to him and they were like, do you have a mask on under that? (laughs) And he was like, no, because it's a Spider-Man costume. And then they were like, yeah. Did he put one over? So he had to take it off and put the mask over. So then like the kids were just like, oh, (laughs) that's where we live anyways. I love it. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of What's On Your Face. If you like what you're hearing, please follow us on Instagram at what's on your face underscore or on Twitter at what's on your face underscore and also on TikTok. Um, And also, we'd love it if you could go to Apple or Spotify or anywhere that podcasts are being played and give us five stars and follow us. And last but not least, we've just recently hit 500 plus listens of this podcast, which is so awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening and supporting this show. Thanks. Have a great day. Give us five stars. Yeah, five stars, though, for real. Thank you so much. (laughs) Have a great day. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Oh,